Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is April 22nd. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block and next week we're going to be studying John chapter 7 through 10. But for now, let's finish up this week's Come Follow Me block at the very end of the book of Luke chapter 10. Now, I want to preface this story because I think women read this story differently than men read this story. And I'm not trying to paint everyone with the same wide brush. I recognize we all have our own things and we all read things a bit differently. But I think that this story is a little bit harder for women than it is for men. At least that's how it is for me. I think that women can really see themselves in this story, and that can make it a little bit difficult for us to read. I'm talking about the story of Mary and Martha, and when Christ teaches that Mary chose the good part. So let's dive in and read the story and then really just dissect it a little bit and see what we can learn. Starting in verse 38, it says, Now it came to pass as they went that they entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she should help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Now, the story ends there. We don't get to see what happens next, or we don't get to see Martha's reaction to what the Savior teaches. I also find it fascinating that here we have the Savior, and he's followed by a lot of people, at least the disciples. But most likely, as he's approaching the end of his life here, he normally has a lot of people who follow him. And so most likely, there was a crowd of people who had descended on Martha's house and had sat to listen. In fact, where it says, Mary also sat at Jesus's feet, tells us that there was a whole group and she was just among the people who sat at the Savior's feet. What fascinates me here is that Luke doesn't focus at all on the doctrine that the Savior was teaching or that he was expounding on. Instead, he just tells us this little story and allows us to pull the doctrine from it ourselves. Clearly, what the Savior teaches here through this experience, Luke felt was more important to record than the actual doctrine that the Savior was teaching in this moment, which I find fascinating. But let's go back up. Let's kind of dissect this and figure out what we can learn. So here we have Martha, and this is her house. It would seem that Mary lives there with her, And we find out later that Lazarus also lives in this house. So we've got Martha. She's got a big group of people in this house. And now this bigger group has come to descend on her house and listen to the Savior there. Now, what's interesting is that when Martha talks to the Lord, she says, Dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Which makes it sound like Mary was helping Martha prepare. That she had done some work to get everything ready and to serve everyone. But when the Savior came, it sounds like she dropped what she was doing and went to sit at the feet of the Savior. Now, there are a couple of lessons that we can learn and apply into us based off of this exchange here. First of all, Martha says, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? I'm so fascinated by the phrase, dost thou not care? Do you not care about the fact that I'm doing this? Do you not care about the work that I'm doing to serve and to help? In my mind, Being someone who likes to entertain and being someone who likes to have people over and to make dinner and to feed people, 
I imagine that Martha is in the kitchen and that she is running around and stirring the pots and chopping vegetables. And she's just doing all of this so that she can serve. She's probably doing it because she loves Jesus and that she wants to present him with something good. But she also probably cares about serving others and being a good hostess and making sure that everyone leaves satisfied. I relate to Martha so much. But what's interesting is that she doesn't go to Mary and say, Mary, can you not see that I'm in here doing all this by myself? Clearly, Martha was the older sister here. (laughs) It just comes off that way. But she doesn't go to Mary and be like, Mary, help me out. She goes to the Savior and says, do you not care about all that I'm doing here by myself? My friends, have you ever felt that way as you're serving in the gospel, serving in your callings, serving in your homes? Have you ever had that feeling like, Heavenly Father, do you care about the work that I'm doing here? Can you maybe help me out with it? I want to take this opportunity to tell you that Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ care about the service that you give. They're aware of the efforts that you make, and they're pleased with those efforts. I don't think that we should take this story and use it to belittle what Martha was trying to do. I think we do that sometimes. I think sometimes when people are worried about the details, we say, "Ah, don't be a Martha. Don't get so caught up in all that. Those things that she was doing were good. The care that she had for the people in her home was amazing. And so the Savior, notice he never talks down about what Martha had done or what she was choosing to do. He just applauded what Mary chose to do. And so I don't think we should use this to tear down Martha's efforts. The Savior cares about the efforts we make in his church the efforts that we make to serve his children. And he is aware of those things and is grateful for those things. But there's a second lesson that we're to learn here. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful. Now that word sounds awesome. You put so much care into everything that you're doing, Martha. And then he says, and troubled about many things. I understand that phrase too. (laughs) I picture him being Lindsay, chill out with your anxiety. You're just worried too much. You're troubling too much. But even that, he doesn't say too much. He just says you're troubled about many things. You're putting so much care into all of these things. There's no criticism of her here, which I love. And then he says, but one thing is needful. Martha, there's one thing that we all actually need, and that's time at the feet of the Savior. And that is what Mary has chosen. No criticism towards Martha. But the most important thing, the only needful thing, is time with Christ. Now, my friends, I don't say this as a guilt trip because heaven knows all the women listening to this story already are thinking about how they spend too much time doing dishes or too much time cooking meals and not enough time with their kids, right? But the Savior does teach us here that we need to be careful about how we use our time and where we place our focus with our time. Are we doing the needful thing? Or are we filling our time with that which doesn't serve us? Elder Uchtdorf several years ago gave a talk called Of Things That Matter Most. The entire thing is amazing. I highly recommend listening to it. But here's what he says. Let's be honest. It's rather easy to be busy. We can all think up a list of tasks that will overwhelm our schedules. Some might even think that their self-worth depends on the length of their to-do list. My dear brothers and sisters, we would do well to slow down a little Proceed at the optimum speed for our circumstances. Focus on the significant, 
Lift up our eyes and truly see the things that matter most. Diligently doing the things that matter most will lead us to the Savior of the world. In the complexity, confusion, and rush of modern living, this is the more excellent way. Brothers and sisters, let us be wise. Let us turn to the pure doctrinal waters of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us joyfully partake of them in their simplicity and plainness. The heavens are open again. Indeed, we have great reason to rejoice. If life and its rushed pace and many stresses have made it difficult for you to feel like rejoicing, then perhaps now is a good time to refocus on what matters most. Strength comes not from frantic activity, but from being settled on a firm foundation of truth and light. It comes from placing our attention and efforts on the basics of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. It comes from paying attention to the divine things that matter most. Let us simplify our lives a little. Let us make the changes necessary to refocus our lives on the sublime beauty of the simple, humble path of Christian discipleship, the path that leads always towards a life of meaning, gladness, and peace. My friends, the things that matter most are the things that lead us to the Savior and to a life more like Him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.